Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. This is Dimity in Denver. And I have a question for you, Sarah. Oh, all right. Um, Do you have a route that you just keep just for yourself that you wouldn't share with anybody else? Oh, running route? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's intriguing. Well, I I guess I wouldn't know why I would keep it to just myself. Like, like... maybe, maybe I phrased it the wrong way, but I mean, do you have a route that you prefer to do solo? I guess is a better way to say, I mean, because you know, like, like powder magazines are like, Oh, I know where my secret stash is, but I'm not going to tell you like, you know, it's not that kind of thing, but it's more like, I enjoy this so much that I just want to enjoy the experience and keep it to not keep it to myself, but do it solo so that I can just really savor it. Yeah. No. Um, because I just enjoy running with my friends so much that, and you know me, I like to point things out when I'm, you know, like, Oh, look at, look at that boss relief on that building right there. And you know, (laughs) no, no, no. The best line was in, Gosh, was it in Chicago? And I won't even remember the name of the flowers, but you were like, gosh, if you didn't love, what was the name of the flowers? Some kind of black-eyed yeah, Black-eyed Susans. Susans. Then you really, you wouldn't like living in Chicago. I'm like, I think there are more criteria that go into a city than what kind of flowers are planted in the little, you know, between the streets. But, but come on, people of Chicago, Jonah, our producer, grew up in Chicago. There are, they just really went hard. They bought, they went hard big with their black eyed Susan purchases in Chicago. And <laughs> um, like that's never something that would even, you know, I wouldn't even put two and two together there, but here you are like, yeah, you, you must really have to like them if you live here in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I can't traveling with you. I can't decide whether I hyper notice a lot of things or whether you just don't notice anything. <laughs> You know? I think we I think we bring in a nice big average. We cut it right down the middle. You hyper notice and I don't notice, and that's kind of the way it's always been. And I, that's why it works well, you know. Oh my gosh, yeah, no. So I, um, you know, because I like to, I don't know, I just like to share things with you know. There's on occasion when I, I haven't trail run in a long time, but there's sometimes that I like to kind of just commune on my own a little bit on some some part you know like kind of single tracky trails around yeah. here well yes. how about this though when i lived in san francisco i mean running in rodeo valley by myself was one of my greatest pleasures in life and probably still is and um i have i only ran that once or twice with friends yeah yeah that's what i was getting at well because it was i was looking you know for a little bit of a joint collaboration so it didn't look like i was just launching into talking about this amazing trail run that i had on on Monday morning after, um, after our trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's this, it's, it's up in winter park or near winter park. And, uh, I've run it a bunch. And the reason why I've run it a bunch is for both books. I've gone up, my sister has a small condo up near there. And so both books I've gone up for at least two weekends to just kind of just do a really intensive editing, writing, whatever process we had to do with then. Oh, and, um, and I would, a, writer, I would, a writer's retreat, a solo a, writer's <laughs> retreat. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, and I would always start my day by going out on these trails. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, memories associated with it and like good, you know, because I, you know, I thought up some things always on them about 
things we could do with the book. So that's always fun. But mm. I mean, I just, so I got to go out on Monday morning and I ran for about 80 minutes. Well, look at you. And I know. And it was, a, but it was a trail. So I think that's, that's probably why, and it's not like I'm protective of it, but I just love it so much. And like, I just draw in so much, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. It, you definitely have to pay attention to your feet and your, you know, your footing and where you're going. Um, so it'd be hard to chat with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just long story short as I, I finished. And of course, then I treated myself to a latte at Starbucks. <laughs> and I, I called Grant who was home and, and I was just like, you know, I was almost in tears. I'm like, I just love it up here so much. I just love it. And, um, and later he's like, I have not heard you that happy in, I don't know how long. And I was just oh. like, wow, wow. That the, the, that, that the fact that this one trail has the ability to bring that out in me is just amazing. I just, oh. I love it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I even got home and I was like to my mom, you know, my mom who doesn't always understand my running or my athletic goals and pursuits, you know, I just said, it's, it's my special place. Like, I just love to be there. I'm like, if, if I died there, I would be okay. You know, <laughs> or if it's, if that's my last run, I mean, I would love for that to bookend my running career. Like, you know, how I plan that, I don't know, but you know, I just, I just, there's just something, just this very special, very special place. And it makes me think actually of, because we're going to do a reading in a little bit, but we read a lot, the running path, mm-hmm. um, train like a mother. And I was like, this is my running path. This is where I find my spirit. This is where I come and just be and run and not worry about, you know, training or goals or anything. I just get to be with myself and my running. And it's just, yeah. it's just lovely. Yeah. Oh, that's so. very nice. That's Thanks. Funny. And I just wanted to talk about it instead of write about it. Cause sometimes my adjectives get a little, <laughs> kind of go a little overboard with the adjectives and it's hard to put it into words, but, um, <sighs> Oh my God. I do have to say having spent five days with you, like you definitely notice words that I say a lot. Like I remember, um, it's been several years now since you've made fun of me for it, but the, uh, lovingly make fun of me for it. But my, you are like, you use the word chuckle a lot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I am saying this with the same sort of love back to you. You use the word lovely a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I noticed that I have actually lately. But it's just, I love it. It's just a nice, soft, kind of very um, pleasing word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it expresses several layers of things. So, yeah. it's a, so it's a good adjective. I just um, I just had to gently rib you about it. Yeah, it's on my, it's on my top 10 billboard list right now. <laughs> of adjectives <laughs> along with badass and sucky and what else oh my goodness uh, i'm not sure we'll ever get to the topic of today but um, it is uh our topic today is running with friends and this is a uh, podcast i've been wanting to do for a while and um i wanted you to read um the friendship chapter from run like a mother and you read it at our buffalo grove um, party outside chicago because we'd had a party outside chicago last year so you're like we can't read the same things so I said oh read the read the friendship chapter because that's my favorite chapter and run like a mother so I figure you're kind of in good practice but you've been doing some running with um, a little bit more running with people than it seems like uh, to me like you normally do so well, yeah yeah I mean that's one of the big treats for me um kind of what I held up at the end of um Iron Mother was that I got to go back to running with my friends which you know is such a now, now I'm going to say, I was going to say it's such a lovely thing, but now I won't say that. But, you know, I, it was funny because we ran yesterday morning with a group of women and one of them had read the Iron Man post about why I won't do another one. And, and, you know, one of my reasons was because it was just by myself too much. Like it mm-hmm. just wasn't healthy. And she's like, oh, I'm really bummed because like when I trained, she, she'd done an Iron Man a couple of years ago. And she's like, when I did, I got introduced to all these different, you know, facets of people. And she had a friend and she had a friend. And then I went to this training group and 
And I was like, oh, that just, you know, I don't know if it was just by design or when I was training or what or my training plan, but it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew that I got to go back to, you know, my regular group. We usually meet Tuesday and Thursday mornings and sometimes on the weekend. And we just, you know, we go anywhere from four to six miles and we have all paces from people who, you know, have run Boston, qualified run Boston down to um my pal, uh, Laurel, who is not slow, but she's got a rule where she has to uh, walk through every uh, intersection, you know, so anytime we cross the road, she's walking, which, you know, so it makes it, it makes it nice because then you, you know, you wait for her. And I mean, it's just kind of this nice cat so and mouse. Even if you have the walk signal, she'll still walk through it. Well, I mean, it's not like she's like, I must walk, you okay. know, I mean, it's not like she does that. But I mean, more than more often than not, she prefers to kind of catch up. But the thing is, she's freaking speedy on the hills. Like, I'm like, Laurel, you know, you could, and she would be fine with me saying this because I talked to her, I mean, I'd say it to her face. I'm like, Laurel, if you could pace yourself, because I mean, she just flies up the hills and then she's like, <gasps> I have to walk. And I'm like, you could like regulate that just a little bit. Like you could get up the hill pretty quickly still and keep going, you know, but <laughs> Somehow, you know, she just, it's just, that's just, you know, we get in our patterns and it's fine. Um, But that's not, you know, neither here nor there. The whole thing is, you know, we get to connect with each other in the morning. And that is such a, such a great way to start the day. I mean, just come home and I'm, you know, I'm not maybe as happy as I was after that trail run, but I'm so happy to have spent some time with some women who are in a similar place in their lives as I am. And, you know, whether we're talking you know, through them helping, you know, they're helping me through a problem or vice versa, or we're just chatting or whatever it is, you know, you always just come back in a better place, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. And you guys are training for the Ragnar Colorado, which is in a few weeks, right? Well, that's the thing. So yeah, so we're doing Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, these days, we got Mm. a full triple thing. So yeah, we are. So yeah, um, noon nicely offered me the Colorado entry. I don't think anyone else (laughs) wanted to do the route because I think it's mostly over like 9,000 feet. Um, (laughs) Hey, let's ask Dimity. Dimity will do it. (laughs) Well, actually, I knew they they weren't going to ask you. So um, (laughs) (laughs) this high altitude love of you. Um, So so I was like, sure, I can pull together a team. And so um, it's mostly... There's nine women from my neighborhood um, and then two women who are, I met through Stroller Strides and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to be a fun, a fun day and, uh, and we've got a great group going out and we've all got the same attitude where it's all about, you know, getting to snow mass and with enough time that we can celebrate and hang out. <laughs> so <laughs> the route goes from Breckenridge to, to snow mass. Oh my goodness. Or top, I guess Copper Mountain to snow mass. I can't remember, but it's a, you know, it's, it's definitely a hilly thing. I mean, my legs are, Sarah, you'll appreciate this. I've got, my first one is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one is labeled very hard. Um, <laughs> and then my third one is moderate. And of course we picked our legs like back when I was in the thick of Ironman training and I was like, oh dude, like I could take anything, on, you know? And now I'm like, holy cow. Cause I'm almost, my, my, my total mileage is almost 20. Oh my gosh. Um, That's yeah. really long for a relay. It is. It is. Well, because then I think it's a lot of the, the route, you know, I mean, because some of them, I think the, some people have like 12 or 13 miles or something. So maybe even less than that. So, oh. I mean, it, it'll be fine, but my heart is up mm-hmm. uh, mostly. My very heart is down, but it's, it's hard. It's very hard. I think because it's, I think it's eight, a little over eight miles, eight or nine. So that's the one you're going to have to do at night then too, because of if you start at eight or nine, I mean, regardless of uh-huh. Yeah, we're starting at nine in the morning. We got our start time. Oh, uh-huh. we're at nine in the morning, and then um, I'm I'm running uh, leg six. 
Oh yeah. So that's right in the middle of our uh, 12 legs. Yeah. So you're, it'll definitely be nighttime when you're running that long leg. Good. Maybe I can trip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a little inside joke. We'll explain that another time. Um, But you got your pals you run with too, right? I do have pals I run with. I feel it kind of goes in phases. Like there were a a couple years ago, I was like, I'm not running with anybody. And so then I met Sheila, who I um, met at a Run Like a Mother um, book signing uh, at a store in 2010. We were both training for the Portland Marathon. And then I've um, been running off and on with Ellison, um, my friend who does not, it's sort of running distance from my house, but it would have to be a long run. It's about two and a half miles to her house. And um, been running with her, gosh, off and on since probably 2007, maybe. Um, No, no, no. Running buddies forever. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Because we were, she was friends with me before I got pregnant with the twins. So, yeah, gosh. Um, And then Molly uh, started out as another mom in the carpool to school. And she would just stare at me with such a look of horror and wonder on her face as I would talk about the run I had done that morning. She was just like, "Mm, not for me. And, you know, look at her. Then Did you get her into running? Yes. Um, And I I guess I, I, you know, I mean, I influenced. When she saw how much I enjoyed it and, um, you know the wondrous things it does for my body. You know, she she was like, I need to get me some of that. Uh, You know, whatever it is she's doing, I'll have it too. So I sometimes joke that it's like, oh, she's like my, my Franken, I'm Frankenstein and she's my monster or something. It's like I've molded her as the running partner, you know, (laughs) that I want. So um, she lives third of a mile from my house. So we just run toward each other on the same side street. And, um, you know, we both love to chat a ton and, um, we run at the same pace and, um, you know, I don't know, just, we're very, very well suited for each other. So it is almost like I just created her just uh, like, she sprung from my head. Um, like she sprung from your from your well shaped loins from, right, uh, right. from running. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So well, and, that's, and you know what? I think that's awesome. I mean, you know, one thing that we get a lot is how do you find a running friend? And we I mean, we've said this a couple of times, but I think it bears repeating. Like you've got to put yourself out there a little bit. Like Molly, however she did, she kind of salivated or drooled or whatever she did that kind of gave you like the go ahead. Like, hey, do you ever want to run? Or you know, you see people at preschool drop off or, you know, at the playground or whatever, and they're in their running shorts or their, you know, whatever shoes, like step out of your comfort zone and say, Hey, are you a runner? You know? And, and I mean, I just, the the best, the worst that they can answer is no. Right. Think that you're kind of weird for asking, you know, (laughs) and then that's fine. Then you just walk away and you're like, okay, well that's, you know, that's their loss. I'll find someone else. Don't (laughs) you worry about me. I mean, it's a little bit like dating, right? I mean, don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to find out if you're well suited for each other. So you go out kind of on that trial run and are you running at the same speed? Are you wanting the same thing? You know, um, do you both want to chat during a run or because I know that you are not as opposed to as I am, but I just I never understand people who run with people, but then listen to music while they're side by side. I just don't I'm not I'm not criticizing it. I just don't understand it at all. Yeah, I see it more happening during a long run. You know, like if you if say if two pals are training for a marathon together, you know, you've done a couple short runs caught up during the week and then you go out for, say, 15 miles in the first seven or eight 
you know, you're chatting and then you're like, okay, now I got to tune out for a little while. I can, that, that to me makes sense. See, I just, I am so infinitely interesting that I never run out of things to say. <laughs> Even if it's like black eyed Susan, but they're not infinitely interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, it's my, um, this morning I was telling Molly about somebody and I said something about like, oh yeah, she can really talk. And she goes, Oh, that's an interesting comment considering the source. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and the best the best story about finding a running pal, and we may have already thrown this out in the podcast, but I just love it. Um, it was from somebody's survey, and I think we put it in train like a mother. And um, a woman was out running, and a car stopped with another woman behind the wheel. And the woman who was running thinking was thinking that the driver wanted directions. Mm-hmm. No, the driver asked oh my gosh, would you ever go running with me? Yeah. Like, you need a running pal. I was like, I just love that. I love the attitude and the sentiment and the fact that, like, she put herself out there. And they're, I believe they're still running buds. I, I can't remember what the rest of the survey said. But yeah. anyway, so yeah. if you want a pal, you just got to be a little bit aggressive, a little bit go into the uncomfort zone. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I do have to share one thing that, that I, that ha, it's just goofy and I have to share it. So uh, Molly and I, like I said, we run toward each other on that. We uh, you know agree what time we'll each leave our house. And then we just run toward each other on that side street. And then when we haven't seen each other in a while, like she had vacation and I was uh, in the Midwest with you traveling. And so then we always kind of <laughs> ham it up and run toward each other like with our arms outspread and kind of trying to slow-mo run toward each other and we feel like we're like out of some cheesy 1970s you know shampoo commercial or something so then this morning molly so we did that yesterday or monday morning when we first saw each other after about two weeks of not seeing each other and then this morning there were just all these trucks in our way. There was a tr- uh, like a truck that was doing some paving, and it was backing up. And then there was a, at the next block, there was a garbage truck backing up. So it's kind of wacky. And so Molly like starts doing the the one wave we usually do, and then I started doing like this windshield wiper thing. And then she started like <laughs> like helicoptering her arms, and I started pirouetting. Oh, and we just thought we were so funny. <laughs> I was about to say, and anyone looking out the window is like, who are these like two grown women, you know, in their running skirts, and what the hell are they doing right and so but then when we got together i said something like oh we are so funny and molly goes i hope that one the garbage truck driver saw us because we're funny <laughs> meanwhile i'm thinking i hope that truck driver didn't see us because we are a bunch of goofs <laughs> that is hilarious yeah. that is funny yeah awesome. um okay so this is chapter eight in run like a mother it's called running partners friends indeed i first spotted Catherine at toddler time at the library Ben, suspended off my shoulders in a Bjorn, was six-ish weeks, and Amelia, at three years old, was the perfect age to be enchanted by the abrasive voices the librarian was giving to her hand puppets. We had just moved to Colorado Springs, where I knew exactly one adult, Grant, my husband, um, and longed for a girlfriend more intensely than I craved four continuous hours of sleep. Trying to divert my attention from the librarian's squawking, I noticed Catherine's red pixie hair, a rarity in the springs, where traditional values and hairstyles reign, in her outfit, which was something along the lines of a fitted tee, capris, and ballet flats. Sitting across the room with my cropped hair, decidedly not fitted tee, I was happy just to be out of my maternity wear, capris, and flip-flops, I mentally connected us. Whether or not she knew it, she was going to be my friend. At the end of the torturous, if you're happy and you know it, the puppets were finally laid to rest. I sidled up to her and her two girls and used the hackneyed mom pickup line. How old are your cute girls? 
turns out. They were just a few months younger than Amelia. And wow, they're twins, even though one is blonde and one is a redhead. And does that happen often? And do twins run in your family? And my name is Dimity. And yes, I just moved here. And wow, we live close to each other. And yes, I would love to get your number and hang out. Ben, sick of being a roux on my chest, started fussing about five minutes into my verbal diarrhea. So we packed up. The thought of stalking her, or at least following her home to see how truly close we lived, crossed my mind. Fast forward about six months. I started contemplating a marathon for the main reason an underslept, overambitious mother typically does. She wants a few free moments in her day when she's not doing something, folding the laundry, writing a memo, heating up a bottle for somebody else. I ran the idea past another newish friend, a seasoned runner who hadn't conquered 26.2 or childbirth yet, but she replied with a vague, sounds good, which really meant not interested. Knowing I wasn't mentally prepared to deal with the demanding training schedule solo, I wanted alone time, but not that much alone time, I put the idea on hold. Then Sarah and I lucked into our marathon assignment, which was the assignment that brought us to this book, and there was no turning back. So I asked Catherine, who had been a runner as a teenager, to join me. She had every reason. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com AMR. That's BarkBox.com AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR. And to say no, two kids, a part-time job as an attorney, plenty of friends and social dates, a husband who, though generally supportive of her, wasn't thrilled with the idea of solo Sunday mornings while she was out on a long run. But she said yes. Yes! This person whom I liked more every time I saw her wanted to commit to run a very long, long way with me and see me on a nearly daily basis? I couldn't believe it. Scared she'd back out once she saw the five-month training schedule and grasped its exhausting implications, 
I bought her an iPod shuffle for her birthday and loaded it with everything from Moby to Madonna. I figured she could use it on those few occasions we wouldn't be able to run together or after our conversation trickled out 90 minutes into a long run. See, Sarah, my thinking, it's exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> it was 2010. Um, for two months, I'd pick her up, either on foot or in my minivan, and we'd start our days together. The morning air was cool, the streets were empty, and our chatter was endless. You name it, we covered it. The merits of Montessori, our favorite parts of the book, Eat, Pray, Love, the pray part, if you care. Tough family relationships, often cliffhanger convos that continued from one run to the next. Ridiculous fights with temporarily unreasonable husbands. The McDonald's chocolate shake I could almost taste and was definitely buying after I showered. Life decisions we'd change if we had the chance. She hardly turned on her shuffle. And I, an independent person who likes a wide circle of space around her, never got sick of her. In fact, in a matter of months, she became one of the closest girlfriends I've ever had. Running is conducive to frank, sometimes soul-bearing conversations in the same way road trips are. When you keep your eyes on the road, you can speak from your heart. Every mile was easier, not easy, but easier, because she, a life natural athlete who happened to be the granddaughter of an Olympic medalist in the 800 meters, reined in her lean legs and stayed with me. I'd tell her I was cooked and she somehow convinced me to keep going. I'd tell her I really needed a walk break, and she'd agree to walk with me. About 30 seconds into it, I'd feel guilty for slowing her and pick it up again. She'd mention the snow on the top of Pike's Peak in late June, and I'd remember to keep my eyes up, not down. I'd tell her to just go ahead, that this pace was as fast as I could handle. Sometimes she obeyed me, and sometimes she didn't. Either way, I knew she was there with me for the entire journey. Our differences in natural talent were most apparent when I chased her up impossible hills. At the top of one, she nicely asked me, are you okay? My response, no, but yes. She thought that was hilarious. That's our marathon slogan. No, but yes, we'll print it on t-shirts. She yelled without even taking a breath. My lungs and legs hated how easy hers made running look, but I was so grateful for our deepening friendship and her spirit. I would have tried to slash another 30 seconds off my average pace just to hang with her. Long story short, I got a stress fracture in my heel. We trained alone for two months, her on the road, me on the bike, both of us with tunes blaring. She checked in on me nearly daily, letting me bitch about pedaling nowhere. And then she floated across the finish line in under four hours, and my pride for her was nearly maternal. We spent the post-marathon day shopping in San Francisco, reliving our races as we browsed and laughed. And then, as typical underslept, overtrained mothers are prone to do after finishing a marathon, we stopped running. The post-race blues set in hard for me. No daily reason to run, no daily Catherine. We had coffee and playdates, but kids, cell phones, and other tasks of life constantly interrupted. Nothing felt as fulfilling and true as our daily shared sweat sessions at the crack of dawn. A shared bottle of wine on a Friday night came the closest, but a hangover and an endorphin rush aren't really comparable. I wish this story had a movie-worthy ending, that we planned another marathon together, or at least kept up our regular runs. But she had a whiny hip, I was more interested in triathlons and straight running, and our exercise paths diverged. And so our warped speed friendships dialed back to the pace of a regular one. Phone calls every third day or so, weeks going by without seeing each other, not being fully versed in the minutia of each other's daily life. The few times we did get back out there together, though, our footfalls and chatter fell in sync easily. 
Those runs were bittersweet, like having one bite of a to-die-for carrot cake. Yes, I appreciate that bite, but dang it if I don't want a whole hunk of it. In my heart, though, I know our friendship will never be truly regular. I mean, how could it be? When we've traveled hundreds of miles together at speeds that invited fluid conversation and always ended in appreciation. That's awesome. I just, uh, no matter how many times I have read that chapter or heard you read it, I just never tire of that one. And I, th- I definitely think, I mean, I love that when you keep your eyes on the road, you can speak from your heart because it is just so true. I mean, well, that's that. I mean, honestly, some of our, some of the running friendships are the most intimate friendships I've ever known, you know, because it is, there's something about the rhythm and the sweat and the shared time together. You know, I mean, if you're sitting at, uh, you know, a table in Starbucks or at a bar and looking each other in the eye, like it's hard to say Mm -hmm. you're having a tough time or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not sure if your marriage is going to make it or whatever it is that you really need someone to hear you and help you, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you're side by side and you can just kind of say, throw it out there and know that that person is hearing you and loves you and wants to help you. I mean, that's just, it's just one of the best gifts of running. I think so too. And it also just, I mean, um, all jokes aside about how much I can talk, I mean, <laughs> that that you have miles to fill. And so you don't think, oh, okay, we're only meeting, you know, until we pick the kids up from preschool. Like there's just a lot of time yawns out in front of you in a very lovely way when you, yeah. you know, are going 15 miles to train for a marathon or, or going eight to, you know, train for a half, whatever it is. There's just... A, a good amount of time to fill and just the topic can can spring you can be talking about you know last night's episode of project runway and the next second you know you're you're talking about how you know you you think your kid may be on the spectrum or something like that i mean sure. it, it just yeah. you know and sometimes they're not all it's not like you know you end every run i mean i don't want to give the wrong impression you know that it's like always like oh my gosh like that was just it's amazing and life-changing you know but it's it's more like um you know lauren flushen who we just had on our podcast you know like you got to show up. You got to show up to have a magical run. And same with friends, you know, you got to show up and, you know, sometimes you'll go through a run and you're like, yeah, that was fine. But, you know, but then you have this connection all of a sudden and you're like, wow, like I didn't know that about her or I didn't know that she cared so much about me or, you know, it's like just you have these breakthroughs and they're unexpected and you never know when they're coming. So, you know, you got to just keep kind of talking about the daisies and the project runways and, and, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I often, I'm, it'll sound cheesy, but, um, so when, so Molly usually heads three miles, three, three blocks off toward her house and I head three blocks off toward my house and I just, more often than not, I just run those miles thinking, gosh, I just love Molly so much. She's just such a good egg and just, I'm so grateful. Yeah, no, that's just gratitude. You know, that's gratitude. I hope you tell her that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She, I told her, I said, Oh, you know, your ears will be burning later. We're recording a friendship podcast. I'm going to talk about you. And she like, you know, did the best assemblage of, of what's a moving hug. You know, she puts her arm around me and, you know, kind of uh, patted the side of my arm. She goes, we're really lucky we found each other. Oh, that's great. That's well. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. So to show that I know how to read too, Dimity, um, <laughs> and to um, you wrote a book and you know how to read. <laughs> it's amazing, um, and to also um, bring our orange baby into the game. Um, I want to read something from Train Like a Mother, which is each of the chapters, each of the thirteen chapters in Train Like a Mother are broken up um, with sidebars, and so 
this one, I wanted to find one that had a friend theme to it. So this one is run like this mother. Should I stay or should I go? To me, running a race with a friend ranks right up there with sleeping in and eating homegrown tomatoes as one of life's great simple pleasures. But it's not as easy as it sounds. Races can be crowded, paces can vary, goals can be different, and expectations can shift. Heck, even having to pee can be the deciding factor, like it was for me and Sheila in the 2010 Portland Marathon. At several previous marathons, I'd missed hitting my goal time by less than two minutes. Basically, the amount of time it takes to duck into a porta potty, void my bladder, wrestle my sweaty capris back up, and rejoin the race. I wasn't going to let that happen again. So I vowed to pee in my pants if the urge to purge struck during the race. At the start of the race, I practiced peeing during the national anthem to be certain I could pull it off without pulling it down, so to speak. Trust me on this one. It's tough as an adult to piss in your pants. (laughs) My capris absorbed most of the odorless pee, which was mainly just filtered through my kidney's water I'd sucked down two hours prior, and it was pouring rain, so the torrent of raindrops served as a natural flush. I remember when we were writing that part of the book, you are like, you were like, Sarah, you need to say, like, something about, like, just the pee staying in your pants. Like, you can't just leave people with that image. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, Sheila, however, wasn't down with my plan. Wearing shorts, she insisted she would stop along the course if the need arose. And it did for her around mile four. Although we had the same time goal, we agreed pre-race we were each going to run our own race. So when she stopped to use the loo, I trotted off without any guilt. I wished her well and urged her to catch up with me post-haste. I ended up making our goal. She, alas, missed it. Six weeks later, at the Philadelphia Half Marathon, I was more conflicted about leaving my buddy behind. This time, my running companion was my BFF, Courtney, who lives 3,000 miles away from me, unlike Portlander Sheila, who I can run with any day of the week. I had hoped to pull Court to a sub-two-hour half marathon, but after three miles of what I considered ease into at pace, Court gasped out, I can't go this fast or 10 more miles. We had discussed beforehand the merits of staying together versus running our separate ways, and Court had let me know, in no uncertain terms, she'd be ticked at me if I slowed down to stay with her. Having known and loved each other since high school, we don't have any double speaker code. Court said she wanted me to run ahead, and I know she sincerely meant it. I sped up, shouting out a reminder of our already agreed-upon post-race meeting place. Dimity chiming in here. As the one who is often the leave-e, not the leaver, I'm 100% with Courtney on this one. The only thing worse than feeling like you're slowing somebody down is to feel forced to maintain a pace you know is too fast. Before I share some advice, please know I am capable of running an entire race by my friend's side. Most recently, I helped Molly, the mom we carpooled to school with, set her 13.1 mile PR. Plus Molly, not me, pulled ahead a quarter mile from the finish. You go, Molly. She crossed the line 14 seconds before I did, and I couldn't have been more proud of her accomplishment. So these are your pre-race tips on how to have a successful race with a pal. Have a candid conversation with your friend about expectations and goals. If she's looking to hustle in the race, whereas you're looking to boogie the night before, maybe the race will be your alone time during a girl's weekend. Make a playlist and share it with your BRF. Whether you run together or apart, you'll be united with your tunes. Decide where to convene after the finish. Many races, especially marathons or bigger races, often have a racers-only area after the finish line you can't re-enter once you leave. If you can, figure out a place in that restricted area to meet as there will be runner replenishment available, like, you know, fruit, bottled water, bagels, yogurt, chocolate milk, you name it. 
Um, also, set a generous time, like an hour after you predict the slower person will finish, after which you meet at your car or hotel. So one of you isn't left waiting a lifetime if there are misconnections. So plan A is to meet in the runner's only area, and then plan B is to meet somewhere else an hour later. Mm-hmm. Choose the alpha runner to direct your way through the other runners in the race. If your goal is to simply finish, having a leader isn't crucial. But if you have even one eye on the clock, it's best to have someone be in charge of steering a path. Maybe even coordinate hand signals that mean things like, let's pass this guy or I'm going full throttle. Now, would you ever do that? I'm just wondering. Sometimes yeah. we throw, make, yep. we have, yep. Yep. you have hand yep. signals. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, <laughs> no they're what? not, they're not specifically, I'm not going to say, okay, when I do thumbs up and wiggle my pinky, that means we're going to pass this guy. But I for yeah. sure motion with, with my hands during a run and particularly yeah. in that Philly race. I mean, it was a crowded start for the first two miles and I was, you know, looking like the crossing guard. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just think more of like, I, I, th- that sentence brings to mind, like the beach volleyball, you know, you put your hand behind your oh. back, you know, and you do like four fingers up or closed fist or something. And I'm like, wow, that's, that feels pretty complicated. <laughs> yeah, feels no. like I'm going a trip. Something's coming up. <laughs> okay. If you're a fastinista, consider wearing the same outfit or tops, you know, like a badass mother runner tank. Mm-hmm. This thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, if you get separated, the lead runner can tell cheering bystanders to look for your twin and cheer her on. Plus, being matchy-matchy makes for fun race photos. Wonder who thinks that. Wonder whose advice <laughs> that was. Um, okay, so during the race, be honest about how you're feeling. If you're dragging, speak up. If you're raring to speed up, let your pal know. Staying silent only builds resentment, which you don't need to carry on your back in a race. Oh, good. I'm glad this is in here. I forgot that whole Valentine's Day massacre that I had <laughs> down in Austin. Don't run ahead and trot back, or worse yet, run backward unless your friend has signed an affidavit in advance that she's cool with that. Grant did the speed up, slow down thing in a half marathon that we did, ironically enough, on Valentine's Day. Let's just say that there wasn't much love flowing from Dimity to Grant race day morning. And I say, I chime in here, post-race, Grant told me he was, quote-unquote, pacing me. Last I checked, a pacer stays with his runner, not 20 steps in front of her. Yeah, that, that irked you just a little bit, oh, Dimity, didn't it? Oh. And I, I had a conversation with in Buffalo Grove about that. <laughs> and I remember, uh, because the woman had a similar situation, and I remember very, very vividly, like, you know, one time that we were side by side, and I was like, I love you, but you have got to get the F away from me right now. And he just like <laughs> took off. And I was like, all right, thank you. Now I will run my own race. Nice. Insensitive man. Nice. Nice. Um, consult with each other before aid stations. You need water or I always walk when I eat my goo are the types of communiques you need to prevent losing each other in the shuffle. Um, and I'll chime in here. Perhaps the only thing I didn't know about Sarah's run at, running habits, she does walk when she eats a gel. At a race we ran together, I impatiently encouraged her to stay strong and with me when she slowed to a walk. And I was like, come on, Sarah, we got this, we got this. And you were just like, you know, sucking down your goo. And I was like, oh, anyway, it was not a good, that was kind of our little moment that I had with Grant a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. except I didn't drop the, I didn't drop the F-bomb with you until you to get yeah, away from yeah. me. Variation on theme. Little did I realize she was simply refilling her tank. Got the memo now. <laughs> okay, and uh, post-race, made it the agreed upon location. Now's the time for me to apologize again to Courtney for not being able to find the media tent and hoofing it back to the hotel instead. So sorry, my friend. Oh, you didn't stick with plan A and B, Sarah, huh? I didn't. I, well, see, because we didn't have plan B. All right. Oh, I, rather, oh. we had an enunciated 
plan B because I thought plan B was, oh, just meet back at the hotel. Yeah, I hadn't said that one out loud. Oh, so mm-hmm. uh, that's part of making a plan is you got to verbalize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, chat about your race, whether you ran it together or separately. Obviously, be sensitive to your friend's feelings about her finish. Again, honesty is the best policy. Oh, gosh, I'm turning to my mother, aren't I? If you're feeling cruddy about your time, fess up, but don't have an extended pity party if your pal is celebrating. Yeah, that's a buzzkill. Um, Snap some pics together whether or not you crossed the line as a team. You were there for each other in spirit, and a picture to prove it, as the cliche goes, is worth a thousand words. Yes. There you go. Yes. Well, good. Well, so when's the next time we're going to run together? I, I know. Well, I also, I also loved him when, before we embarked our Midwest trip, I thought, oh, and we'll run together a few times and have such, you know, things to talk about on the podcast. That'll be awesome. And instead, we're like, yeah, no, we're spending five days with each other, including a lot of time in the car. So let's run separately. Well, that's, that's so funny because, yeah, I mean, so the first day, well, because so we, we had our party in Cleveland on a great Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Wednesday morning, we went to go run on the towpath. And so, you know, we're staring down five more days of, of Mother Runner excitement. And um, and I was just like and I like I love running with my friends, but I haven't had a chance to run at all by myself. Like I can't even remember the last time I ran by myself. So like the idea of just like having a little, you know, of my fun radio station and just kind of zoning out was really attractive to me. And it's kind of how I needed to start my day. And so you're like, oh, we're bringing music. And I was like, yeah. And then turns out like we, we kind of went different. You're like, well, then you're going to go to the left and I'm going to go to the right. Cause it's weird. You know, if people see us and we're both listening to music and like, like okay, Sarah, if you think that, uh, well, cause you, you, cause you, judge us. because you also didn't come out and say, I just need some alone time. Like you just, I, before we left the hotel, you were like fiddling with the music. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to listen to music. And yeah, I don't think I directed which way we should go. But since I stopped to pee before we started, then. You, you definitely said you one of, we should go separate directions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. we ended up going in the same direction and we, it turns out we were like, you know, just steps away from each other. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if you need a solo run, obviously take a solo run. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that was. Uh, that was that was good, but 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 now we don't have a group run, some joint runs to talk about. So I don't know, maybe when we are um, maybe a little tune-up run before the Ragnar relay that we're doing yeah, in yeah. in Maryland, or uh, when we're staying at Courtney's house, Courtney from the from that excerpt I just read, and um, yeah, I mean you know we'll be running because as we cross and recross the country. Uh, <laughs> We uh, will be, yeah, maybe run in St. Louis in October or uh, Pennsylvania, lovely Pennsylvania. So I'm we sure. We've got lots of running to do. Lots yeah. of miles left in these, in these fast legs. <laughs> um, well, good. Well, yeah. thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you have a friend. And if you don't, I hope that you put yourself out there to find a friend. And uh, yeah, 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 Sarah, Sarah close us out, would you? Okay, I will. So uh, perhaps you can find a running friend on our Facebook page which is Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter. And actually, let me just do a little mm-hmm. insert here because on our on anothermotherrunner.com is the AMR Connect where we have a whole thing about I need a running friend. Mm-hmm. And we put it up into geographic areas like, mm-hmm. you know, Midwest, Northeast, Southeast, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not down to cities, but, you know, put yourself out on the on the message boards. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's about as close to geo-targeting as we're going to get, so uh, <laughs> hopefully it'll like work. AMR Connect, AMR Connect on anothermotherrunner.com. Yes, um, and on Twitter, we're at the Mother Runner. Our books, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, which you just heard us read from, they're available on Amazon.com, and we'd love if you'd purchase copies. And uh, whether you're solo or with a friend, many happy miles. <laughs>